You're listening to Tips with T, and I'm your host, Tiara, but you can call me T. I'm looking forward to sharing with you guys my journey of becoming an entrepreneur. Plus, I will discuss tips on how to achieve that financial freedom that you have been looking for. So stay tuned. Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to this episode with Tips with T. On today, I have Miss Stephanie here with us. Miss Stephanie, how are you today? I'm fabulous. How about you? I'm awesome. I'm glad to have you on the show today. So um, tell us a little bit more about yourself and what you do as an entrepreneur. So I founded a company called Grow Disrupt. We put on training events for small businesses. So really, I, I reference myself as like the hub of the wheel. We bring together the the people who are really smart, like I was doing interviews with someone yesterday who has run five, run and built five multi-million dollar businesses across service-based, product-based, like all these crazy stuff. They have a really amazing process for some of their areas of expertise. And we bring these people together for events, either online or offline. And our goal is to get small business owners access to the tools and the knowledge that they need to be a real business owner not just a job owner because most small business owners, they're job owners and I want to make them into a business owner. Right. So that's what we do. Awesome. So what challenges do you say you face when you first started getting your business off the ground? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so many. One of the biggest ones is this kind of interesting. One of the biggest ones that I faced getting the business off the ground was that whole idea of job owner, business owner. Like I didn't have that in my head at all at first. Um, I was a job owner, but I didn't really, I didn't realize that. Um, and to me, a job owner is someone who shows up for work, but they are their own boss, right? So if I didn't show up for work, I didn't get paid, right? I went on a cruise and it was great. I had a blast, but you know, there was no money that came in while I was on the cruise because no one was working for the money, right? No one was selling the products or the services. So I had this business, but it was more of a job. And over the past few years, I've really found this kind of mental transition to be a business owner where I'm building a business. Like I use the analogy of Apple all the time because I know they pay out, you know, dividends on their stocks. And so if you own enough Apple stocks, you get a decent paycheck, you know, or not paycheck, but you get a decent profit distribution every, you know, once a year or so. And if Apple were ever to like call you up and be like, by the way, you need to show up for work, but you're not getting a paycheck, right? You would be like, are you freaking crazy? Like that's not how this works. None of us would show up for that. But we do this all the time in our small businesses. We either take profit distributions or we take paychecks. We don't think about the business as a business that has to operate and function and be able to pay the owners profits, but if the owner works in the business, also give them a paycheck. And so that was one of the biggest challenges I ran into. And what that translated to was not pricing myself correctly. And so for a long time, um, because when you're in that like job owner mode, it's like whatever money the business makes, you make, right? So the business made $120,000. Oh my gosh. I like got a six figure paycheck. I had to pay a couple of you know expenses and salaries and whatever, but cool. This was awesome, right? Whatever money was in, if I needed money, I just went to the business checking account, wrote myself a check and it was fine. Um, and what I started to realize was the business was not priced to grow. So the business was not priced for me to ever actually 
like I could not replace myself at a fair market rate and the business wasn't priced to ever replace me the way we were doing it. And that was a huge issue. And it created a lot of, um, a lot of frustration and a lot of added stress because when you're not priced correctly, you're always out there going for more sales and you're trying to get more sales and you're chasing more sales and you're chasing the sale and you start working with clients you don't want to work with and they are jerks and you're working with them because you need the sale. You need the money right. and you have to put up with them now. Right. I, I had one client, it was like my largest client. They were paying me, you know, multiple four figures a month. And I was so at the end of my rope with working with this client. I was so frustrated. I would be gritting my teeth driving to this person's office and I couldn't afford to fire them because I was spending so much time working on their account that I couldn't, I didn't have the time to replace them. But if I didn't spend the time on their account, I would lose them and then I would be in really big trouble because it was like, I don't know, 40% of my revenue for like at the time, my monthly revenue. So I was in this like massive catch 22. And so of course that adds all this stress, right? And that's when you're working 60, 70, 80, 90 hours a week and, you know, barely making enough money. And, and that's when you end up on this, you know, the, the, um, What's the, what's the little, the hamster wheel, right? Where you're running and running and not getting anywhere. So um, that's one of my biggest challenges too, is trying to um, set my pricing right because I mm -hmm. do want to be able to, in the next um, year or so, hire maybe like um, an assistant or another um, tax professional. Um, mm -hmm. So what advice would you give um, or that you give to your clients to help them manage their expenses and effort to set the prices if they want to hire an employee or so they won't have to work so hard to, ge to generate that revenue that they need um, mm -hmm. throughout the year to be successful. Yeah. So there's two pieces to this one. Um, so the first one is, and I'll talk about this one in a lot more because the second one's kind of easier to, but the, the first one is price is, is set up your pricing correctly. I ascribe to the Mike McCallowitz concept of the profit first model. So if you haven't read that book, you need to go read that book. It will just completely shift how you think about how you do your business. We have this really cool pricing calculator I'll show you guys that's built off of his concepts. And so one is ascribed to the profit first concept, which I'll explain. The other one is make sure the people you're hiring are the right people. And this is huge because hiring is expensive. Right. Um, I had one client who came to me a few years ago and she was so stressed out. She, I mean, she's crying. Our first meeting is at like a little French cafe, right? And she's breaking down in tears, just sobbing because she's so upset and she's so tired. And she's like, Stephanie, I just, I want my staff to be happy. And I just looked at her and I said, how can your staff be happy? You are not. You are so stressed. I mean, she was working crazy hours to try and make enough money in order to make payroll for her staff. And she wasn't getting paid. Like that's a classic sign of a really, you know, it's a scary setup. We'll just put it that way. Like that's a really bad place to be. And 
what ha- one of the things that was contributing, first of all, she wasn't priced correctly, but the other thing that was contributing was she didn't have a really great hiring process. Mm-hmm. So she would hire someone, they would work for a week to two weeks or three weeks max, which for her was the training period. So that's when she's paying two people, right? She's got to pay the person for their hourly wage and the trainer to be training this person. And so she's spending gobs of money for people to just up and leave at the end of their training period or halfway through their training period. So she's bleeding cash because she wasn't hiring the right people. And so I'll touch on these very briefly. There's, you have to find the right person mm-hmm. for the right culture, right? So your company has a culture. You have things that, and for you, right, where it's just you, mm-hmm. you have, like, you are the company culture. Right. And so if you hire someone who doesn't get along with your company culture, you, right, it's going to create friction and people leave very quickly. And I see a lot of people who try and hire someone, you know, to fill their, their weaknesses, right? Because mm-hmm. we've all heard of this. And so it sounds reasonable, but then they end up hiring someone who's not a culture fit. So you can hire someone who, you know, is your, your, your weaknesses. You can create, you know, a, a team without steering away from hiring someone who's a good culture fit. So you need to know like, what are our core values? What are our non-negotiables, right? What are our, um, what is our mission statement? Is this person already passionate about what we're here to do? Because if they're not, I don't care how much money you pay them. You can't pay someone to be passionate. Like it's not going to happen. Um, So the right person for the right culture, the right person for the right job. So this is where you need to know, like, am I hiring someone who's going to do social media posting or accounting? Like Mm -hmm. usually those two things don't go together. (laughs) They don't mix. (laughs) If they do, it's usually someone like you who's running their own business. (laughs) So I I always tell people like when you're trying to get someone who's left-brained and right-brained to use an old idiom, you know be very careful with that because if they're really good at both of them, they're likely to leave you to go start their own business. Cause they, you know, they're not having to live inside their energy. There's a lot behind that, but find the right person for the right job. And then also the right person for the right manager. Mm-hmm. So you have a certain management style, right? You have a certain way of communicating. Mm-hmm. You have, you know, you got to find the right person for the right manager too. someone who can work with you as their manager. So that aside, Make sure you're hiring the right people, okay? And then make sure you're priced correctly. So let's kind of dig into this whole profit first thing here. So the idea behind profit first, uh, Mike Michalowicz came up with this forever ago. He said, look, if we've got here, let me, um, I'll scoot over real quick and I'll do a screen share. Um, If we have a basic math equation, okay, you've got, um, so this is, this is, uh, what is, our normal equation to determine profit is revenue minus expenses equals profit is typically how we calculate profit, mm-hmm. right? Um, well, what Mike talked about was he said, look, this equation is broken. It doesn't actually work. Um, we need, sorry, my OCD is like demanding I format this thing. <laughs> But he said, this, this is not working. And so let's go back to basic math. If you want to change the equation around, he said, all you have to do is subtract expenses uh, or add expenses to each side and subtract profit from each side. So if you do that, what you end up with is revenue minus profit equals 
expenses. Mm -hmm. And the reason this works, go back to do my little formatting thing here. The reason this works is because we human beings work with this concept called Parkinson's law. Mm -hmm. And so Parkinson's law is the idea, whatever amount of our resources available to consume, we consume it. So if you're given an assignment and it's due at Friday, you somehow get it done by Friday. If it's not due till next Friday, it's somehow miraculously not done until next Friday. Like that's how we operate. Same thing here. He says, when we are allowed to just have the profit is whatever's left over, there's miraculously no profit. The expenses grow and grow and grow to consume all of the revenue. And so if instead you take your profit first, then you end up with the expenses that are manageable and a business that's truly scalable. So what we've done is we've created this pricing calculator that I'm going to show you guys and we can play with it a little bit. I do want to clarify, this is like, this pricing calculator is not a, um, a, a substitute for common sense. Like, <laughs> so, you know, add some common sense to this too. Uh, if you're sitting here saying, okay, I have to price myself astronomically high in order to have the right profit margins, then, um, you should probably look into that and <laughs> that, you know, so yeah, we'll, we'll leave it at that one. So here's what we built. We said, okay, if you put in your revenue, so in this case, let's pretend you're selling a, um, let's pretend you're selling a, a ticket to an event, an event, which is something we do for, um, $250. We'll use work with round numbers to make it easy. Um, and if your cost of goods sold, so let's say you have a $3 workbook for people, um, and you have a, um, you have a, a, I, I don't know, a dollar fifty badge, um, and you have a $10, um, bag, swag bag. Okay. So your hard cost, your cost of goods sold is $14.50, okay? What you need to be able to do is what, the way you have to price this out, right? So you need to be able to take $25 or 10% of your revenue goes to profit, 15% of your revenue goes to taxes. And here's, you are very, very seldomly going to pay 15% of revenue to taxes. Like if you are paying 15% of revenue to taxes, you should probably, um, get with a tax strategist. <laughs> um, I'm trying not to get myself in trouble saying something, but, but you should look into that one. <laughs> but here's the thing. And this is, Mike talks about this and I fully agree. If you've ever gotten to tax season and like been scared to file your taxes because you don't want to know how much you owe because there is no money to pay it. Like that's a really crappy situation to be in. And the problem is the federal government is the scariest person in the world to borrow money from because they can do pretty much whatever it takes to get their money back. So it is better to have that money set aside mm -hmm. than it is to, um, not, not so right. Yeah. And if you get to the end of the year and you have, let's say you owe $5,000 in taxes and you have $7,000 in your tax account, great. You write the $5,000 taxes. And then what I always tell people to do is you take half of what's left. So you got $2,000 left in your tax account. Take half of it as a profit distribution. You get to go spend that money, have fun, uh -huh. and then leave the other half of it in the account yeah. because you're going to have to pay more taxes. Like right. there's 
two things you can count on in life, death and taxes. So like you're going to pay more taxes, leave money in there. Um, and it'll grow and you can take more money next year. It, 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 it balloons. It's great. But when you price yourself correctly, so you say, all right, I want 10% profit and you can change this. You could say, I want, I want 25% profit. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, so now I need to be able to take 6250. Um, I think that I think I might have a little glitch in my little calculator here. Um, cause when I changed this number, it did not, uh, it didn't actually change the, um, this number down here, which it should have. So, um, I'll fix that one before we pass this out. But so let's say 10% profit, 10, 15% taxes, 10% to commission or marketing. Cause you are going to have to have a marketing budget. And then what I tell people, if you can't deliver on this, so let's say, let's say you're selling a service package you need to be able to deliver on this service package, this $250 service package for half of this payroll wise, right? So I need to be able to pay someone only 148 divided by two, $74 maximum to be able to fulfill on this package for me because the rest of that money is going to go into other operating expenses. You have other expenses as you grow your business. So this is how we get all of our, every single every single package we put together, everything we do gets priced out based on here. Is this bottom number, this operating expenses number enough to cover our expenses, to cover our costs? Um, and that's pretty, that's pretty basically it. Um, this starts to get you thinking, one of the things I love about this is it starts to get you thinking about, I'm taking a profit distribution right. and I'm taking a paycheck, right? So if I deliver, let's say this is a coaching package, right? If I deliver on this package, I get $25 in profit, $25 in commission if I'm the one who sold it and $74 for fulfilling on this package. So now I get 25 plus 25 plus 74. I make $124 out of that. That's great. And it starts to just shift how you think about the money that comes in, the money that goes out, where it's going. And it allows you to start to realize I could still make $50 and not do a darn thing if I find the right person to do the fulfillment for me. I like that setup a lot more. Yeah. It's awesome, but so give us an example if someone wants to do it like at an hourly rate. An hourly rate, okay, yes, let's do that. So let's say you're billing $40 an hour. Um, that means your cost to get sold, I just figured out what my, my issue here is. Um, by the way, it's 100 minus this, minus this, minus this. Yep, or not, I'll figure that one out, but it, all right, so we'll do this. Keep going. $45 revenue. Let's say your cost of goods sold is zero because it's just an hourly rate. You're just paying people to do this. So you're still going to take $4.50 profit. $6.75 is going to go into your tax account. Commission is going to be $4.50. And then what that leaves you with is $29.25 um, for operating expenses, which means, like I said, you really only want to be paying at most half of this Mm-hmm. to an employee to do the work for you. So 29.25 divided by two means that you can pay someone $14 and roughly 63 cents to do fulfillment for you on this. Okay, cool. Yeah. And so this, this is really important. I, with my team, I make sure that they know these calculators, these price trackers mm-hmm. so that they can see, cause if they're sitting here going, whoa, 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 you build that person 125 bucks and I got paid 15, Stephanie, what the heck? 
right? Or 20 or whatever, right? I don't want them to think I'm trying to take advantage of them, but I want them to know, you know what? Hey, keep in mind, there's other operating expenses, right? I have to pay a credit card processing fee. I have to pay, you know, taxes on your paycheck. You get $14. It costs me like 16 to $18 to pay you 14. Like, this is not, you know, so it helps them understand. And what that does is it eliminates that issue a lot of people run into where uh, you end up with an employee who starts to feel jaded and taken advantage of. And they start to sit here and go, well, I could do what the boss does for, you know, and I could make $45 an hour instead of $15 an hour. So I'm going to go do my own business now. And so you start to lose good employees. Um, I'm a big believer in transparency across the board. Yeah. So what advice would you give? Because, you know, some some employees, they do have to go back and do um, their price increases because, granted, economy change, prices change, cost of living goes up. So what right. advice would you give to your clients that, you know, have to um, deal with having their clients being difficult because of the price, the slight price increase? So when you, when you do this and you're going to clients, you're saying, all right, um, I've, you know, been running the number. First of all, you don't, if you've been charging, like with the one client I was telling you about, mm -hmm. she realized like when we ran the numbers, we were looking at this going, oh my gosh, like she's actually for every dollar that comes into the business, she's spending almost a dollar and 10 cents mm -hmm. because she had some clients who were only paying 20 or $21 an hour but she had a, a person working on that account that she was paying $25 an hour. Right. Right. So now she, what she did, cause she was like, Oh my gosh, Stephanie, these, the issue was, she goes, these clients that are paying these, these lower, they're paying lower rates cause they do so many hours of work each month. Mm -hmm. And so if I go to them, even if I raise them one or $2 an hour, I mean, it's going to, it's a pretty big raise to them. Like we're talking about, you know, several hundred dollars mm -hmm. for raising them a dollar an hour, $2 an hour. And I said, well, here's what you have to do then. You go to them and you say, Hey, I have two options for you. First of all, the rate is going to have to go up, right? Cause we were trying to move her rate to $40 an hour from 20, right? So you can't just double right. someone like that, that you're going to lose that client. And she couldn't afford to lose the client because she needed them to be paying for the employees. So I said, okay, so what we're going to do is you're going to raise the rate to, and I think we raised them to 27. And I said, you're going to, you're going to give them an offer. You're going to say, look, we have to raise the rate. We haven't raised your rate in like seven years. So we have to raise the rate. Um, it's going to go up to at least 27. If you want this really smart lady who has been working on your account for five years to keep working on your account, it has to go up to 32. Which would you prefer? I can have Paula train a new person and we'll get a new person. Your accounts are going to be great, well taken care of at 27. Or if you really just want Paula, that's fine, but this is what it's going to cost. And so she gave them back some control as opposed to a lot of times people just go to a client and they're like, here's what's happening. And it's right. kind of like a smack across the face. Right. And it's that no one enjoys that. <laughs> like no one gets happy when that happens. So um, giving them some options saying, Hey, first of all, let me explain, you know, I have to raise the rate. It's been five years. It's been three years, you know, cost has gone up across the board. You know, I've seen, especially like in your case or in her case where she was doing bookkeeping, like she could see where the numbers were at. Right. 
And so she could go to them and say, look, because you have good financials every month, you've been able to make decisions over the past five years that have allowed you to increase the profit margins on your business, which has allowed you to grow your business. So we know this is valuable, but in order for me to keep doing this, we have two options. Either I go out of business and you have to find someone new, or we work together to make sure that this new rate doesn't kill you. And so when she made it about this, hey, we're in this together, we're building a conversation, it kind of eliminated the difficult client issues that she was really, really freaking out about. I think she only lost like one or two clients, which was really awesome. Um, but let's say you do go and you do get a difficult client who starts pitching a fit. Mm -hmm you're at that point going to have to make a decision, right? Do I give this person, tell them I'm going to work with you for three months, five months, and here's the new parameters. So instead of me giving you all of these hours, I'm only going to give you this many hours and I'm going to go spend that time trying to find a new client at the new rate who's not going to be a problem child. Or you make the decision to say, you know what? I really appreciated your business and it just doesn't seem like we're a fit anymore. You know, I'm going to, I'll set everything up so you can take it over and move on. And I wish you the best. Um, but the thing to keep in mind with the difficult clients, I talk about this all the time. We have, our most valuable resource is not money and it's not time, right? Which the second part is where people give me funny looks. They're like, I've always been told my most valuable resource is time. Like your most valuable resource is energy. You, if you've ever had like an evening where you're just exhausted mm -hmm. and you just couldn't do anything, right? You have time, but you have no energy to do anything. And so was that time truly valuable? Not really. So my argument is that your most valuable resource, especially as a business owner, is your energy. And where you put that energy needs to return dividends. So if you are putting your energy into the things that give you energy, that get you jazzed up and excited and really help you enjoy your life, it makes a massive difference in the results you're able to create in the business. Mm -hmm. Because what happens is you start attracting people to you who are attracted to that energy level, who get along with that, right? So now we have a culture fit. And so now I can get twice as much done because I've, I've attracted someone to me who helps take on some of the stuff I don't love doing as much. So when you are dealing with a difficult client, <clears throat> the biggest issue is that the biggest issue is not the time and the biggest issue is not the money. It's the energy. And that client is sucking your energy out and making it very difficult for you to perform at a high level for your other clients and making it very difficult for you to attract new clients. So when you're dealing with a difficult client, you have to make that. And, and I can't tell you, you know, I don't, I don't believe we live in a world of dualities. It's all black. It's all white. Like I'm never going to sit here and be like, no, you need to fire them now. You're going to have to make that decision. But if you make the decision to keep that client on board, you have to recognize the, the, cost that is associated to that and the realization that as long as you have that client that's sucking your energy away, you will struggle to really grow your business in a really aggressive way. You, you will. It is, that's just how it works. So you are, like I said, you'll struggle to attract clients. You'll struggle to attract um, employees and you're not going to get yourself out of the rut. So it's the decision you just have to make. 
Well, that was very, very good information because I know, you know, we do have to encounter some clients that's like, oh, why my price got to go up? We've been doing this for years, but the cost of living has changed. And especially if you are trying to rebrand your business and you're investing in new software um, mm -hmm. and things of that nature, because I know a lot of my tax clients, it was like, well, what? Whoa, my fee totally went up. I'm like, well, I invested into a new software and the new software is costing me. So I have to include that costs into my pricing as well. If not, I'm not going to make any profit. I'm going to lose. And then right. I start explaining that and they'd be like, oh, okay, they, they get it. But, you know, some clients are not very understanding <laughs> as most clients. <laughs> Sometimes they're not. And those, you know, that's when you just have to make the decision of like, all right, am I keeping this person around or are we doing a yeah. out the door type of thing? Like, because yeah, I, I've I've had those clients and they're just like, they're just like, well, I'm not paying the new rate. I'm like, okay. Well, I guess you know I'll help you find a new coach or I'll help you find a new this or a new whatever. But yeah, and 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 usually, usually if you explain it and you say, look, cost of living has gone up. We can prove the value to this. I've got this new software that allows me to do X, Y, and Z that I am going to use for all clients. There's, this is not an option of, oh, I don't want the new software, keep doing it the old way. Like I'm gonna use it for all my clients moving forward, which means your cost has to go up. Yes. And usually they're like, all right, I don't like it, but all right. Like they usually get it. Well, thank you for your helpful tips on today. I, that was very informative to me because I am looking to hire on an employee to take away doing the stuff that I don't really enjoy doing because I want to be more hands-on with clients. Right. Um, so, yeah. So how can um, people get in contact with you if they want to render your services? And I'm going to share my screen again. Mm -hmm. um, I am a social media fanatic. So I am all over, like Facebook is my go-to. Um, so if you come and connect with me on Facebook, I'm posting pretty regularly on YouTube now, um, hang out on LinkedIn. If you want to chat with me, if you go to our company website, growdisrupt.com and just fill out the form and just say, you know, I, I heard Steph on you know, tips with Tay, you know, when I, I want to connect. Um, my team is really good about getting you to me within like 24 hours. So if you want to connect, you have questions, you want to go into more detail, you want to try and get a copy of the, um, the, the calculator. Um, I'm more than happy to make that available to people. So just, you know, I'm here. That's awesome. And if you guys, if you want to get in contact with me, my contact information is here on the screen. You can call me 910-317-0396. Um, my email is contact at mjfinancial.biz. You can schedule a consultation with me at www.mjfinancial.biz. And you can find this episode, you guys, on Anchor. And I appreciate you, Miss Stephanie, for coming in on today. It was awesome chatting Thank with you. Today. Very informative. I hope we can stay in touch because I probably will need some of your expertise with these pricing strategies. <laughs> I am all here for you, girl. <laughs> well, all right, you guys. So thank you for listening to this episode with Tips with Tea with Miss Stephanie. And we will see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy the podcast channel, please become a supporter. Your support helps me to bring you more tips with tea. I greatly appreciate it, and this podcast wouldn't have been possible without you.